Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. love talking about books and selling books and writing books and making books and changing people's lives with books. And that is why I'm excited to do this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. I am breaking down the interview that I just did here with Naren Ariel and He is someone that has been a friend of a friend for a while, and now we've got some of our clients that have done projects with them. He's becoming one of our preferred vendor partners that we're using and introducing people to. And so it was time for us to sit down and have a chat. And it was awesome. I mean, I love it. You you maybe aren't familiar with Naren, and I, I think it's like some of my favorite episodes are ones where it's like, you don't know these people because they work in the behind the scenes part of this whole space. And industry and business of building personal brands, but they have the secrets, like they've got the knowledge and they've got, you know, the tactics. And this episode was one of those. And so definitely go back and listen to it. Of course, I'm going to share with you my top three takeaways and highlights from our chat together, but I'm rolling solo today. We don't have AJ. So you're just going to get me. And I've got three big takeaways from this interview, from this episode, but each of these have a ton. Like I got so much out of this, which is crazy, right? Like we help people do book launches all the time. We teach how to do book launches. We've done book launches. Like we've got friends that are launching books like constantly, almost every week we have a friend doing some type of a book launch. And yet I learned a ton. And that shows you that there is a lot to learn about this and it doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by luck. It's strategy and knowledge, like so many things. So my first takeaway was very simple and high level, but even for me, this was so clarifying. It was the five parts of book production and just going like, 
this was so powerful. And, and these are like the phases of writing a book, which most of us don't even think about. And writing a book can be intimidating. Yet when you understand and break it apart and break it down into these five phases, now there's another phase, which is actually writing the book, which is the first step, which is what we help people with at Brand Builders Group, right? Like we help you figure out what's the problem you solve, what's the message in one sentence, who are you writing to? And then we help you in our captivating content event, we help you do the thinking of the book, which is the most important part, in my opinion, is, is the original thought leadership, pulling out your true expertise, organizing it into pillars, creating true intellectual property that is truly unique from you and not a regurgitation of stuff that other people say. So we do that. But then what happens once you have a manuscript, right? That's where a lot of people get lost. And Naren broke this down, I thought, so well in just these five phases, these five parts of book production. So like, once the manuscript is sort of done, then what happens? So first of all, there's the editorial and all of these phases also have costs, right? So this is something you got to think about when you go, should I traditionally publish? Should I self-publish? Should I use a hybrid publisher? Like, you know, a lot of our clients do on like maybe their first or second project. So there's a lot to it. So editorial is you got to edit the manuscript. It's got to be sharp and tight and clean and punctuated. And, you know, the thinking has to be good first, but then the writing has to be good. And those are two different things. And so you got editorial, which could be ghostwriting, could be coaching, could be editing, could be just proofreading. The second phase is the design. So there is design, which is more than just the front cover. I mean, that's what we think about is what's going to go on the cover, which is part of it, but it's also what goes on the back cover and what goes on the spine and what goes on the flaps if it is a hardcover book. And then also, how do you lay out the book on the pages? Are there pull quotes? How big is the font? There's something called the gutter, which is how close do the words line up to the crease in the book? Like all these things you don't think about. How much margin should you have around the outside of your pages? How many pages are there? What visuals have to be designed, right? Like there's a whole bunch of stuff in that second phase of design. Then there's publishing, which is a word that we hear a lot. And most people sort of assign, I think, publishing is like a blanket statement for all of this, but actually publishing is really just one part of this. And so that's why I think a lot of authors are let down when they find out how little marketing that publishers do because they don't realize how much work there is to do in just publishing the book. So that is the creation of the book, you know, finalizing the, the files, pulling it all together, and then printing the books, listing them in, you know, the, the Library of Congress, getting the ISBN, getting them uploaded into retailers and into distributors. And it's actually like inventorying the book into the system that makes books available worldwide, or at least, you know, domestically. Then the fourth phase is warehousing and distribution. So when you publish, you now have a bunch of physically printed books and you've got that book is now like available in a variety of places, but it's not physically there. <laughs> so now you have to physically get this book to these locations, to these retailers. Now, even if it's an online retailer like Amazon, they have to have your book in their inventory, or you have to use their like print on demand service if you're self-publishing. And so a lot of people do that. 
But you know, if you're working with a publisher, whether it's a hybrid publisher or traditional publisher, someone's got to print books and ship them somewhere and then they got to be stored. And there's costs associated with all of these steps, right? And then finally, there's marketing and platform development. In our case, we would call it launching and it is the book launch. And this is where Brand Builders kind of steps back in a lot of times. And you know, one of our flagship events is called Bestseller Launch Plan, where we teach the whole systematic step-by-step process of exactly what needs to happen to get people to buy the book, which is an eight-month process. Our checklist starts eight months before publishing date, before the pub date. So that's just that fifth phase. So when you back out from there, okay, warehousing distribution and then publishing and then design and then editorial and then the manuscript creation and then the ideas and fleshing out all of that, it takes years. Like it's a couple years at least to do a book the right way, at least the way we would teach. So that was powerful. Five parts of book production. And really there's you know six if you count the whole ideation, which is really important. And then that last stage, platform development, that happens years and years before, during, and after the book launch, which is actually my second takeaway. It was really great to hear Naren talk about the importance of platform development because not every author gets that. I I mean, I'd say most authors don't get that. There's this myth that you're going to write a great book and then someone's going to publish it and it's going to become a bestseller. It ain't true. Like, it's not what it's about, y'all. Like, the biggest best-selling books are not the best written books. The biggest best-selling books are not the best thinking books. They're not the best advice. They're not the best strategies necessarily. They are the books from people who have the biggest audiences. Did you catch that? The best-selling books come from the people with the biggest audiences. That is what it's about, is you got to build an audience. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. One of the things that we're always telling our members, right, our coaching clients at Brand Builders Group that we work with one-on-one is we're always saying you got to build the audience for the book before you build the book. So you even back that stage up to go, you got to build the audience for the book. Just like when we talk about the ideation of a book. So this is another thing because because we do help our clients with creating original IP and their thought leadership, but we don't deal with all the nitty gritty logistics of like making the, the book an actual physical thing. With the ideation, we tell our clients, first of all, build the audience for the book before you build the book. And then we say, write the book as a conclusion, not a hypothesis. So you shouldn't publish a book and share, and this is our opinion, this is our opinion, is to say it shouldn't be ideas that you think might be true. That would be hypothesis. A lot of books fail because the author is writing a hypothesis. Well, 
what a book should be is a conclusion. It should be the final finished tested work that you've tested on your clients, on yourself. You've got data behind it. You've got actual case studies and strategies and stories, and it's the conclusion. So that is with the ideas in the book. Similar though, with your platform development, this is a big shift that authors need to make. You know, if you ever have a chance of being a best-selling author is you have to realize that you have to think of a book launch as the culmination of a relationship, not the genesis of a relationship. A book launch is really the culmination of a relationship, not the genesis of a relationship. Meaning you don't write a book and then people find out about you. People find out about you and then you write a book for them, right? You build the audience before you build the book. And if you wrote a book and it didn't sell well, don't misconstrue that as thinking like your book was a bad book. It wasn't at all. It means you probably didn't have the audience built for it. There's a lot of very average, mediocre books that sell lots of copies because they come from people who have the biggest audiences. And so people don't buy your book typically on first exposure. They buy your book because they've had lots of exposure to you consistently. And then they see your book and you go, you know what? I've heard of this person. They're really good. I like their stuff. I want to see what this is about. Now, in reality, sometimes the book is the genesis of relationships, but it's usually because somebody who had a relationship with you bought the book and then told someone else, you got to read this thing, right? So there are some people who find out about Rory Vaden still to this day because someone said, you got to read Take the Stairs. This book will change your life. That happens a lot. But a lot of people, it's, it's more of they hear me somewhere, they see my TED Talk, they see me speak, they hear me on a podcast interview, or they, they stumble across me on social media from hashtags, or they stumble across my blog because of search engine optimization, all these other things that we teach. And then they kind of follow, 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 come into the email list, get loved on. You know, they subscribe to the podcast. We're dropping value, value, value constantly. And then we release a book and they go, man, I've learned a ton. I want to get serious about learning more from these folks. That's how it works. That's the culmination of a relationship. In reality, it can be the genesis of a relationship, but you got to understand the flip and the switch in your brain that most authors think, okay, I will write the book and then people will find it and I will become famous or the book will become a bestseller. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. It's, it's the other way around. So build the audience before you build the book. And then the third thing, which we talked about, which I love, which I do not do, have never done, don't know anything about, and am going to start learning and diving into is Amazon specific strategy. And so there were two parts of this. One is the category, which we are aware of, but we never do this because we traditionally publish. And so our traditional publishers set the categories that it's in. But if you're self-publishing, you know, Amazon has, I don't know, thousands of categories and subcategories and subcategories of subcategories. And you, when you self-publish, get to determine three categories to rank your book for. And what Darren said, which is a simple strategy is go, take two of those three categories and pick the categories you want your book to actually be in so that other people who are interested in those categories will find your book, but then take one of your three categories and choose a very non-competitive category so that you can become an Amazon bestseller. And the way that happens is you become an Amazon publishes bestseller list that are updated every hour and they have bestseller lists that are done 
category by category. This is why there's an explosion in the world of best-selling authors. The vast majority of them are Amazon best-selling authors, and they are category bestsellers and, and often subcategory of category bestsellers. But I mean, that's a great win. That should be a first you know, win to go, you're truly a bestseller. Like, According to Amazon, your book is the best-selling book in that category, at least for an hour, compared to all the other books in that category. So that's a good strategy to do, to legitimately be like, hey, I'm a, I'm a best-selling author. Now, we're going to teach you how to kind of, you know, if you really want that title, best-selling author, you need to not just have the title, you want to have more and more credible versions of that, right? Like to be the number one book Amazon worldwide is much more difficult or even the number one in your, your category, or like your main category, like business versus marketing versus marketing for dentists, right? Those are how they go. And then outside of Amazon, of course, there's Wall Street Journal bestseller, New York Times bestseller, USA Today. They're all you know difficult to reach, much more difficult than an Amazon bestseller because Amazon is just for an hour and it's compared to all those other books in the category. Anyways, that said, I think it's a great strategy. Brilliant, simple, easy, it's completely authentic and validated. Like you're the best seller in your category. So choose one of your categories strategically for that purpose. So simple, so simple. And then the other thing that he said, and this is one I've never done, is bid on the ads for the terms of books that are like yours in your category in Amazon. So Amazon is a search engine, just like Google's a search engine, just like YouTube's a search engine, and they make money off advertising. And you apparently can bid on terms and so if you say, I want to bid on this term when people, you know, look for this book, show them my book as well. I think that's a pretty clever way to use advertising spend. So it'd be tricky to figure out how many of those convert and do you make your money back on that? But I think this is a world we're going to get into. So holy moly, like that's a lot of information that I just dropped and spit at you <laughs> for the last few minutes, but there's so much to learn. This was such a practical podcast. I picked up a ton of stuff, helped me organize my thinking, go back and listen to the whole episode and just know like, if you've got the dream of being a bestseller, it's possible, it's probable. I mean, it's very likely if you stick around here and you follow the things we're teaching and the things that our guests are doing, that you will do it because it's very systematic. It's not easy but it's fairly predictable and systematic if you're willing to do the work as long as you know exactly what the path is. And that's why we're here every week is to help you find the path, know the path. And then at some point, our invitation to you is to join and actually become one of our paying members where we're working with you one-on-one -on -one and we're actually helping you do the path for your own personal brand. But either way, keep coming back week after week. We're so glad you're here. We'll catch you next time on The Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to 
podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 